Okay, Boker Tov. Good morning, everybody. Today is Daf Lamed Chet. We stopped at the bottom of Lamed Zayin and Mubet. We saw yesterday, um, after the Mishnah that said that the, uh, the slave was taken captive and he was redeemed, and if you redeem them to be an Eved, then you know, or, you know, <coughs> then he could be an Eved. If he was, she was redeemed to be a free man, so you're not allowed to work him. And the Rashbag says either way, you can work him. So we had a machlok yesterday between Abaye and Abba. Is the Mishnah talking about before Yehush, after Yehush? When you say he's going to work, who's going to work for? Okay. So let's just re- re- recap the opinions because we're going to go back and forth between them. So look down on. Let's see. Abaye's first opinion was. Let me see where it was. Abaye. Abaye. Four lines, three lines before the wide lines. Abaye Amar Le'olam Lefnei Yehush. Okay, the, the Mishnah is talking about before Yehush, and if it's before Yehush, so the original master still owns him. Amar Yishtabed, right? Amar Abaye Le'olam Lefnei Yehush V'Leshum Eved Yishtabed L'Rabor Ishon, because he no Yehush, so you redeem him to be an Eved. He goes back to what he was. If you redeem him to be a Ben Horin, so then we said not Rabor Ishon, not Rabor Ishon, and not Rabor Sheni. Why? He says. <coughs> We understand a boshi no because the guy redeemed it to be a free and can't be a slave. We said, what's the problem? People are not going to redeem them if you know that he redeemed it for Ben Horin and he's going to be an Evan anyway, they're not going to want to redeem him. So we, we make the master free him. That was Abaye. Rava says no. Le'olam after Yehush. Right? So that's two lines further down. End of the, three lines at the wide lines at the end of the line. Rava ma le'olam lahari Yehush. The Mishnah is after the first owner had given up already. Right? And therefore, Lishum Eved, because he's the one who, who redeemed it to be an Eved. The first master relinquished ownership. Second master now is the one who redeemed him to be an Eved. So he's an Eved to the second master. Good. All right? Lishim ben Horin. I understand why Lo because the first master already relinquished ownership. And the second guy redeemed him to be a ben Horin. So he's a ben Horin. Got it. Right? What about now? Fine. And then we had Rashbag at the end of Mishnah says Benkach Benkach, right? So according to Abaye's version of Rashbag, Rashbag's opinion was according to Abaye that no what we don't care. There's no one going to be Mimne'e because just like there's a, a reason to there's a mitzvah to redeem free people, there's a mitzvah to redeem Abadim, and people are going to redeem him anyway, even if he's just going to be an Evid. That was Abaye's reason for for Rashbag. And Rava's reason for Rashbag is that we don't let Benkach or Benkach. We're going to now remember it's after Yehush. So and the second guy redeemed him to be free. Why is he a slave? Because Ben Kachu Ben Kachu is going to be a slave. So no, no, no. Because otherwise, technically, the slaves have a way to get free. They'll go run themselves and get take themselves take and get cap, get captive. And then the, the second guy is going to redeem them because the first guy is going to be Ush and they're going to be free. No, Gezera, we make them work. That's Rashbag. Okay, now we're going to go back and forth between Abaye and Abba to figure out, is the Mishnah before Yehush or after Yehush? Okay, Metiveh, that's where we're starting today. Right there, six lines at the bottom of the page, first one in the line. Metiveh, Amal and Rashbag, Keshem Shemitzvah Lefdot et Ben Horin, Kach Mitzvah Lefdot et Avadim, Baraita. Clearly stating like Abaye, Rashbag responds back to Chachamim, and he says, just like there's a Mitzvah, right, to redeem free people, there's a Mitzvah to redeem Avadim. That's exactly what Abaye explained to Rashbag. So Bishlam al Abayeh the Amar lefnei Yehush Hainu de Kaamar Keshem right That's what he's saying exactly the statement Ela leRava according to Rava de Amar leAchal Yehush Hai Keshem right This statement of Abayeh of Rashbag that just like it's a mitzvah lefdot That's not what he should say According to you Bishum de Chizkiyahu It's this Gezera of Chizkiyah who said they're going to go run and take themselves getting captive Why is he talking about There's a mitzvah It shouldn't be a mitzvah It should be about going running and getting themselves captive so they can become free 
he didn't know if Chachamim themselves were talking about before Yehush or after Yehush. So he said, if it's before Yehush, so then, yeah, because there's a mitzvah. And if it's what you mean is after Yehush, then Kizichizkiah. But either way, he's going to be a slave, right? And therefore, it's not a knockout to me. You only quoted one part of the conversation, says the rabbi. Okay, fine. Rava de'amar le'achar Yehush ve'le'raboshini, raboshini miman kanile. Right, it says, okay, uh, let's talk about it for a minute. According to Yurava, you said over here that it's after the first owner had given up or, uh, you know, hope of ever getting the slave back. He has Yehush, and the second one comes now and redeems him, and he redeemed him to be a slave. He's going to be a slave to the second master. Tell me, please, how he acquired this slave. Who did he acquire him from? Says, uh, so he says, Mishabai, from the captor. So the one says, Shabai gufem mikanile. Did, did the captor himself actually acquire this slave to say now that the second master who redeemed him from the captor is now his master? He says, In. Yes. He says, He actually acquired this guy, what? For his work product. While he was in captivity, he had to work for the master, for the, for the captor. And therefore, yeah, and therefore he was able to transfer that, those ma'aseyadaim, that work product, to the new master. So the captor, the captor could force him into work. Among other captors, said this guy's mine. Or, or, or it was one captor, or whatever. Yes, the group of cap, whatever. The I guy's mine. Whoever took the money is the guy that was, was. We were assuming that was was the guy that was in charge of this. You know, uh, whatever they are, a ring of uh, you know kidnappers. And whoever took the money is the guy in charge. He was ma'aseya daim, mishubad to the master. This guy who was his captor, and therefore, yeah, the person who redeemed him can acquire the ma'aseya daim from the captor. But that would be considered an avid. So that's what he says. I redeemed it to be my Evid. What does an Evid do? Evid works. So he was ob- obligated to work for the captor. Now he's obligated to work well, for me. Prisoner and an Evid are the same. That's the way he's understanding right now, as far as the Maaseya Daim aspect. Yeah. Right? So an Evid, maybe is Gufo Kanu. You have to see. Can you actually, you maybe own the body of the Guf, of the Evid himself? But uh, but work product, that's for sure that the, the captor had. The guys, you know, in prison camp. Prison camp, they put it to work, right? Now you come here now, and you're going to come redeem the guy from the captor. So now he was working for the captor, now he's working for me. Okay? That's the way Rava wants to understand it. Okay, so the man has a question first. He says, the, Was the me gufe, the Shabbae gufe mi kanile? says, In, yes. Kanile masayadav. How do we know that the captor was, was actually the owner of the work product of this captor? Of this captor? So he says, of the captive, I'm sorry. He says, mm-hmm. How do we know one goy can own another goy for his work product? Okay? So, Pasuk says it's from Devarim, I think it is, right? Goes those that are living in the land with you, you can buy, right? As slaves, right? And those that were born to them afterwards will be yours for Ahuzah, for your, to inherit down to your children. That's Pasuk. So, Murah says now, okay, it says, Atem konim mehem. 
Because Pasuk clearly says that the Jews are allowed to buy these people as slaves. Vehem konim mikim. And they, sorry, velohem konim mikim. Correct. They cannot acquire Jews. Velohem konim zemizeh. They can't actually buy each other. Yachol lo yiknu Right? So question mark. Well, you, know, you might think they might not be allowed to buy each other. And says, what? What do you mean? Well, you might think you can't. You just told me they can't. I says, no, no, no. They cannot own each other. Physically own the body of someone else. You might think, when well, you said that now because you can't, one goy can't actually own the other goy, that he also might not be allowed to own his work product. For that, I'll answer back. To say that the goy can't answer to own someone another goy's work product, I have an answer for that. No, he can. How? Why? It's a kava homer. What's a kava homer? A goy can actually acquire the work product of a Jew. And therefore, he could, he could be obligated to work for the goy if he buys him as a slave. So if the Goy can actually own the Jews' work product, so for sure he can own the Goy's work product. Fine. This whole thing of having a hard time yeah. this, this, this limited ownership of, a, of, a, of an hybrid. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, so it's partial. You, you don't own the guy's body, but you own his, what comes out of his work. It's ma'asei yadayim. You don't own the yadayim, you own the ma'asei yadayim. Does that mean you don't feed them? Technically, you have to feed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to feed them. Yeah. No, actually, you don't have to feed them. You can tell. You, could, you don't have to feed them. We learned that. We don't have to feed them. You could tell them. I say me ve'eni zarcha. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna feed you. Yeah. Okay. So says now the Gemara just clearly told us that the goy could own the other goy for his work product, and therefore we technically got the answer to, to Rava. Yeah, Rava says, yeah, the, the, the second master acquired it from the captor, and he was allowed to acquire it, even if, right, because he could also acquire the Jew's work product, so he definitely could, can uh, acquire the Goy's work product, and you bought this guy from him, and therefore now he's your slave. That's Rava, okay? Mara says, So this, what Pasuk that we just quoted, it says, Tiknu, you buy. So maybe all this only works if you bought them with cash, but the captor, that guy didn't pay. He hashod. He stole the slave. He, bra- he kidnapped him. Who said? Like he paid the other captors. That's what I right, right. Okay, right. He, he said, he acquired the slave how? He just kidnapped the guy. That means he's allowed now to have to work for him? What are you talking Maybe all this very, very nice proof you brought me, but that's when you paid, right? Hani, mili bichaspa, aval bechazaka lo. Right, because really, what the what the what the captor did was just take this captive hazaka. I grabbed him, pulled onto him, locked him up, made him work. That's a hazaka. I didn't pay for anything, right? So look at Ashi. Ashi says right across, bechazaka. Uh, actually, one before bechaspa. First skinny line says dumya deoved kochavim kone Israel bekesef. Right, just like a goy can acquire a Jew for payment. Tichtiv mikesef miknato beivri hanimkar deoved kochavim. Right, when it talks about re- re- redeeming the Jew that was taken captive by, or, sorry, that was bought by uh, as a slave, or he sold himself as a slave to a goy. So it says you pay back, you know, based on the amount of years that he worked, whatever it was. Ukniyat oved kochavim beoved kochavim hayalafta mikniyat oved kochavim be Israel. The way we learned that a goy can own a goy is we learned it from the fact. That the goy can actually own the Jew also, and that's only with kesef, with kes. But how did this captor get him? Well, he just kidnapped him and then waited for the first minister to have yush. That was it. 
So it's a chazaka situation. Right? First guy get had Yehush on it, and this guy's got him in his possession. How do you acquire the Eved, if the Eved to be your slave? You, you put him to work, basically. Once he works to to whatever, to dress you, to wash you, whatever, to the master. So that's how you acquire this guy with a chazaka, which is because it says in the pasuk of buying the slave, right? You can pass the ahuza. You're going to pass them as inheritance. So we treat it like a hekesh to karka. Just like karka, I can acquire with a hazaka. So the ever I can acquire with a hazaka also. But all that a goy cannot acquire land by hazaka. Kesef only. We learned from Ephron, right? Okay, and only kesef. But a Jew can acquire karka with hazaka, but not a goy. So over here now, you're telling me now, did this goy captor really acquire this guy by hazaka? How did he do that, right? So that's the question on the table. Okay. Amon and Moab, who we were not allowed. We were not allowed to fight against pasuk. And the Torah tells us, "Don't bother al tatzar at Moab." And uh, and another pasuk about Amon, right? That we were not allowed to fight against them. Says their papa, they were mixed in by Sichon, which means what? Sichon actually f- battled them first, captured all their land, and then uh, we know that Bnei Israel beat Sichon and took all the land. So we ended up, we did end up with the land of Amon and Moab, but not directly. And he says, the fact that they were mixed in to Sichon allowed us to get that land. So time out. So the Goy took from the Goy, how did he get it? Oh, captive. Oh, Chazaka. Oh, so it did work. It worked. The fact that we were allowed to keep the land that we got from Sichon because he actually acquired it from Amon and Moab. How? Through Chazaka. Shows that the Goy could have Chazaka. And therefore, yeah, he got Chazaka on this Eved, and that's how I got the Eved. Good? Rashi. Rashi says, Amonu Moav Tiyabru Sichon. He says, Alma Ubeko Chavim Koneme Havero Karka Behazaka. Right? Now, he can't acquire, he can't acquire Karka from a Jew Behazaka, but he could acquire from the Goy. It's like what we're learning over here. Right? And that's what happened. Vehai Eved Nami, Kevan de Afkere Israel Biyush, Kanile Ubeko Chavim Behazaka. Since the Jew original master, original master A, had Yehush on the slave, let him go. So this this Evid now this goy he acquired this guy by Hazaka, just like the goy can acquire from the goy by Hazaka. He can also acquire from Efkir by Hazaka. And now he acquired the slave, and that's how the second captor, the second master, paid this guy, and he acquired the work product of this Evid. Okay, fine. Ashkechan ovekochavim ovekochavim so Ashkechan ovekochavim. Sorry. You got you brought me a proof, right? That the uh, the Avid, the Goy, right, the Goy can can acquire from the other Goy. Where Sichon was able to take from Amon and Moab. I got that. But who said that the Kochavim the, uh, can acquire from Israel? Minalan, right? Even though he said we took it from Hefker, who said that he's allowed to do this? He says, Milan, Dichtiv, Vayesh Bimenu Shevi. Pasuk. Okay, that's after Aaron passed away, and they come down and they come. They went and took they took Israel captive. So you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
אמר רב שמן בר אבא, אמר רבי יוחנן, עבד שברח מבית האסורים יצא לחירות. נו פיס נאו. רבי יוחנן says an עבד who ran away, he becomes free. אוקיי? Okay? Sorry, he ran away from, from בית האסורים. From prison. אוקיי? Okay? ולא עוד, אלא שכופין את רבו וכותב לו גט שחרור. אוקיי? Okay? So look at Rashi, what he says over here. Oved kochavim, mina asurin. Rashi says, Eved kna'ani she Yisrael she nishba'a u'barach mina asurin shel oved kochavim. The scenario that Rabbi Yohanan is discussing is our case. The goy, let's say he ran away, he was taken captive by the, another goy, and he broke out of prison, broke out of the prison camp, and he ran away. And now, says Rabbi Yohanan, he's free. You have to free him. Not only is he free, you have to actually, you have to actually give him get shikhrur. Wow. Yes. Okay. You have to write him a. Is that because he was he was he was tortured and we have the. So we'll see right now why. Because it says you have to free him and you have to write him a get. You have to write him a get shikhrur. Now she says why so he can get married, to a, to a Jew. Once a, if he's free, he's a regular Jew. Because yeah. that's what that's no we don't know why. He escaped. He broke out of. He was taken captive and he yes. broke out of prison okay. camp and now you have to they have to free, you have to free him. Okay. Now, what am I? We'll see why in a second. Does that mean you got acquired by Chazakah, so he, the reverse Chazakah is running away? So he got acquired by Chazakah. Okay, it's good. It's a good. I didn't think of it that, but it's very interesting. Could, could be. Could be. Could be. You have to say that. You have to say it's after Yush, though. Correct. And if it's after Yush, then why do I need to get Shikhrur? Right. So, the Gemara is going to ask both those questions. Yeah. So he says like this Tanan. Rashbag Omer, Benkach, Benkach, Ishtabed. Okay? That's Al Mishnah. Al Mishnah says the guy was taken captive, and regardless, of Rashbag says he's, it doesn't matter what happens, he's going to be a slave. The Amar Amar Rabbi Yochanan, same Rabbi Yochanan says, "Kol makom sheshana Rashbag Mishnah tenu halacha kemoto chutz me'aro arev v'sidon v'raya acharuna." We have a general rule. Anytime you see Rashbag in the Mishnah, that's the halacha, except for three cases: arev. Sidon, Raya Ahrona. Two of them are in Sanhedrin. One of them is actually in Gitin. We're going to get there in a little while. But all other times, Rashbag, Halakha is like him. And this is one of them. <laughs> I mean, sorry, this is, this is Rashbag. No, no, Halakha is like Rashbag. It's not one of the exceptions. Oh, Halakha should be like Rashbag. And therefore, Rabbi Hanan himself is saying that Halakha is like Rashbag, who says, Benkach, who Benkach, he's a slave. So it's a contradiction to Rabbi Hanan. You told me, yeah, you told me that if the guy runs away, he has to be freed. Rabbi Hanan. And now over here, even if I redeem him, he's still a slave. Rabbi Hanan, make up your mind. Is he a slave or is not a slave? Well, he escaped. Good. So when I says, good. What did Rashbag say? That even if he, if he escapes? Benkach, Benkach. No, he wouldn't talk about escaping in the Mishnah. So Jesse wants to say that's the distinction. We'll see in a second if that is. But that's what Jesse wants to present. The Gemara is presenting as a contradiction. In one place, Rashbag is saying, hey, no matter what, no matter what, this guy's a slave. And over here, he tells me, no, no, no. If he runs away, he's free. So it seems like a contradiction. Is he a slave or is he free? So let's see. Bishlam ala Abaye. Abaye can explain the contradiction between these two Mishnayot. All right. Bishlam ala Abaye mukila lehai lefnei yush vehai lehachari yush. Great. The Biyah Hanan who says the guy broke out of prison and he's free is because the first master had Yehush already. And now, like Alberto says, I say he acquired himself just like the other guy acquired him. And now he, the other guy don't have him anymore. And the original master already had Yehush. Nobody has him, so he's free. Like you said, that's before you. That's after Yehush, and before Yehush, that's the, that's where the Rashbag said before. Benkach, who Benkach, Mishtabed. Regardless, what happens, the guy's going to be a slave. And why? Because there was no Yehush of the original master, so he's still a slave. So I can fix the contradiction of Yohanan according to Abaye. Ela Lerava. No, we have what? Problem still with that. Why? What's he writing him anything for? Why? What? what Why no. Why writing him again? No, 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 just because to let to let him get married, he has to get married. She said that already. We wanted to be able to get married. They're going to be able to say, "Show, are you free? Show me." 
Show me, show me you're free. Oh, we force him to write. A, I mean, not that he really needs it. He's already free. But they're not gonna. No one's gonna let him get married without a, without get shichru. Right to get shichru. Fine. According to Rava, who says it's after Yehush, the Mishnah. So after Yehush is a slave, and after he runs away, he's free. How? They both Rabbi Yochanan. Make up your mind. Kashiyad Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan. No, no, no. What was the reason, according to Rava, that the that Rashbag said ben kach or ben kach, that the guy's going to be a slave? Because the chizkiah, because he was concerned that what that the guy's going to go go over there and take let himself be taken captive so he can come come free, right? That was the whole reason. It was a gezerah. He says boreah shani, like Jesse said, guy who ran away. That's different. Why? When the guy ran away. He was taking a chance with his life. You don't think the the, man, the captor is going to try to kill him when he's running away? Of course he's going to run after him to kill him. And therefore he's showing you he doesn't want to be captive. And therefore I have no reason to say, oh, he's going to go take let himself become captive and come free. Not, this guy is showing me he's willing to risk his life to get out of there. And therefore the Gezerah doesn't apply to him. And therefore he's free. Fine. Okay. Amte de Moshemuel ishtebai. Rechei de Chadame of Moshemuel was taken captive. He redeemed her to be his slave, to be his slave again. They sorry, they they redeemed him. He was redeemed for Moshe. He didn't do it himself. Others did it for him, and they sent her back to Shmuel. Okay, Shalhule with the with this uh, this girl, they sent a letter to him. It says he says Shalhule, right? They sent back to him and told Shmuel Anan Kerashbag Sviralan. Okay, we hold like Rashbag that Benkach or Benkach, she's captive. And they should, we redeemed her for you. Okay? And even if you hold like Chachamim, right? We redeemed her with the intent that she should be your slave again. Okay? So covering the bases that she could go back to work for Shmuel. Right? Either you hold like Rashbag who says no matter what she's a slave, or if, if you don't like Chachamim, we're letting you know that we redeemed her, we redeemed her with the intent that she be a slave. Okay. Ve'in hu savur lefnei Yehush hava. They all thought that was this this work, this was before Yehush of Shmuel, meaning Shmuel never had Yehush, and therefore they're sending her back to Shmuel, saying, covering all your bases, either that Ashbag, who she's a slave, or we redeemed her for being a slave, she's a slave. Okay. But, lohi, it wasn't true. Le'achar Yehush hava. It was after Yehush already. Right? Not only that he was not going to let her work because he already had Yehush on her, but he also said she doesn't even need a get shikhrur. She's totally free without a get shikhrur. Why? Shmuel following his own opinion, Okay? His opinion is that someone who declares their slave ownerless i.e. had Yehush on them at this point, same thing, right? And therefore they're automatically free. Why? Pasuk, Shene Emar, Pasuk says as follows. V'chol eved ish meknat kesef. Okay, Pasuk says, any eved belongs to a man that he had purchased with money. When I interrupts the Pasuk, it says, eved ish, v'lo eved isha. Well, only a man who bought the slave and not a woman who bought the slave. What do you mean eved ish? Just tell me, kol eved meknat kesef. Right? Women can buy slaves too. So what do you mean eved ish? Ela eved sheyesh reshut lerabo alav karui eved. En lo reshut lerabo alav en karui eved. Okay? Anyone who has a master, an ish above him, eved ish meaning eved belonging to someone. 
Okay? And therefore, anyone who has an Evid doesn't belong to anybody. Because why? You declare him owners. That's it. He's not an Evid anymore. The definition of an Evid is someone who has an Ish on him. Right? And therefore, Evid Ish. This girl, I had the Ush. And according to the Shmuel, that's his opinion. Anytime someone declares their slave ownerless, and now there's no Ish on their slave to tell them what to do, free, automatically. Well, okay. So why do we have... So why do we... Yeah, go ahead. Would Rashi agree that he has to... Right, Not for the girl, probably not. Probably not. They want to get married? No, maybe they'll marry her anyway. I don't know. So I mean, according to Shmuel, everyone else. If you hold like Shmuel, you know you doesn't need to get Shmuel. So why do we have the... According to Shmuel, you don't need so that's the whole point. Eved Ish means, doesn't mean a slave that belongs to a man. It means a slave that has a master. Uh-huh. Any slave that has a master. If the slave doesn't have a master, he's not a slave. Okay. And therefore, that's what the Ish is telling me. And therefore, if I have a slave that I've declared my slave ownerless, so that slave has no master, finish. He's not a slave anymore. By definition, you're only a slave if you have a master. If you have no master, you're not a slave. And therefore, you don't even need to, uh, a document showing you've been emancipated. You don't need it. Okay, fine. That's Shmuel's opinion. And therefore, next story. That was story number one. Story number two. Amte did it be Abba Barzutra Ishtibai. Okay, this is maidservant of Rabbi Abba was taken captive. Parka hahu tarmoda'a l'shum itita. So Goy went, he must have liked her. He went, he redeemed her to be his wife. Okay? Shalchule, they send a letter to him. Ledideh. ut avad shadar legida de haruta. Okay? If it's good for you, to be Abba, they said the letter. Please send a letter re- 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 freeing her, freeing. Her. So what happened over here? There's, th- there's three, there's four parties actually. There's the captors. There's this goy captor that wants to that actually paid for her to take her to be his wife. There's Rabbi Abba who was the original owner, and there's the people that are actually going to redeem her. Okay. So here's what happened. They went. Some they, this girl was taken captive for Rabbi Abba, and people now are coming. They wanted to redeem him, but first she was actually purchased by a goy to be his wife, and they want to get her out of there. So they sent a letter to the Abba, send her an emancipation document. That's the end of the story. Manawas wants to know what's going on over here. Hey, Chidami, please tell me what you're missing details. Well, I don't understand. What is the emancipation document? What's the problem? What the redeemer? It's over. What's the. And this says, um, he says, Hey, Chidami, Idematsu Parkela, Lama Lagita de Haruta. If this guy who bought her to be the wife, right, is willing to sell her, so what do I need to be Abba to release her? Finish. Buy her and let her go, right? If he doesn't want to accept any money, right? What's, what good is the emancipation document going to be if this Tarmuda guy who bought her to be his wife is not letting her go for any price? What's the, what's the story? Right? So the Gemara says, Step one, yes. The scenario was that this guy was willing to take payment. This guy who had bought her the first time. He'll take payment. Okay. Because if you send a letter of emancipation, then we can go to the community and people will chip in to, to redeem this girl. She'll be free. The redeemer to be an Ivad, then no one's going to chip in. But if you're freed already, now she's a, a Jewish woman that's taken by this goy, we'll be able to collect the money. So send her an emancipation document. Okay. The Ibait Emma, another possibility. Le'olam de Lomatsu Parkela. Really, they, the guy would, didn't want to sell her for any price, this first guy. Okay? If you send her a, 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 free, a free emancipation document, then she'll, look, she'll be looked degradingly from this guy. We're looking at a, at a degraded now, and we'll be able to capture her. We'll be able to redeem her. He'll be willing to sell her. Meaning, right now, he's not willing to sell her. She was a slave for a Jew, and he's willing to all he likes. But if she's free, 
No, 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 he's not going to water anymore. He'll be willing to sell her. Manai says, what? Ve'amar mor, haviva lahim behimtan shesrael, yoter min nishotahim. Okay? The Gmaraita says that the, an animal that belonged to the Jew, the Goy likes the animal better than he likes his wife. So anything that belongs to the Jew, they like, they want it. So what do you mean? They're going to, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be, she's going to look degraded in his eyes. She's not going to look degraded in his eyes. The fact that she belonged to a Jew makes him very happy. So it says, hani mili bitsinah. That's true in private. They like to have things that belong to the Jews when they, when people other people don't know. In public, it's uh, it's not nice, it's not good for them. They don't like they don't like that people should know, all right? And therefore, if you free her, it's going to become news, and everyone's going to know that she used to belong to a Jew, and it's going to be embarrassing for him, and he'd be willing to free, to redeem her. Okay, two possibilities. Fine. Next. Does that imply Yehush? No, it's all we don't know who the goy for, for the first goy. I don't care if he has Yehush or not. He's a goy. It makes no difference. Uh, just willingness to yeah. Okay, there was a Chadame in Pumpedita, right? There's a maidservant. She was Mafkir herself, uh, people were really sinning with her. Okay? Okay? So he says, uh, who's it? Shmuel? Who's, who's, who's this? Who's talking? Uh, mm-hmm. Abaye. Abaye said, if not for the fact that Rav Yudah said the name of Shmuel, that someone who frees their slave is transgressing a mitzvah ta'aseh of the la'olam bahim ta'avodu, Pasuk says, right, you should always work, you're not supposed to free your slaves. I would have forced them to free this woman. If not for the fact that it was a, a statement to, that it was a sort to free them, I would force them to free them. Because if she was free, she'd get married. She's not going to make herself have kid anymore. Her husband's going to not let her sleep around. Over here, they're all willing to sleep with her, and she's willing to sleep with anybody because she's have kid. She's a, she's a maidservant. Okay? I would have forced him to write her in Pez Ravina Amar, Ravina says back to him, What are you worried about? Force them to force them to free her. Why? Because this is this is Rav Yehuda when he said you shouldn't free your slave. That's for no reason. Over here, that you're going to prevent any sur from happening. All these guys that are sleeping with her, stop it and force the free. He wouldn't say it's a sur to do that. The Abaye Mishum Isura Lo Abaye. What do you according to Abaye? He couldn't figure that out on his own. I mean, it doesn't matter that there's any sur happening. You're staying still that we we don't we 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 know we we make her be a slave and let people sin with her. What, what does that mean, Abaye? He says, There was a case of a woman who was half slave, half, uh, half free. Okay? How that happened? Two partners owned her, one of them freed her, one of them didn't. The kafu at Yeah. They forced the other master to free her also. Why? Because Rashi says, Right? Right? She wasn't allowed to get married not to an air slave or to a free person because she's a half heaven, can't marry a free person. She's a half slave, she's a half uh, free person, she can't marry a slave. She can't marry anybody. So they forced the other master you to have free her. To marry both. You can't no such thing, right? So therefore they free they force him to free us. So you see, when there is an Isur scenario going on, we would allow her to be free. So over here too, what's the problem? Why don't you let them free the girl? Force him to free the girl so she stops sinning. Right? Why? Because why? Why did he force her to free the other half? Because again, they were they were sitting with the girl. They treat they, she treats herself like kefkir. Yeah, they sleep with anybody. She'll sleep with anybody. Everybody she's not she doesn't belong to anybody. She belongs to nobody, and therefore anybody can sleep with her. They're all sleeping with her.
It's not forced. It's, uh, no, 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 not forced, not forced. She's willingly, yeah. Manai says, Hachi Ashta. Abayes says back, you want me to compare this case to that case? Hachi Ashta Hatam, Lo Evid Hazia, Vil Ben Chorin Hazia. In this case, the girl who's a hefsi, she's not a to marry a free person or an, or an evid. Hacha, in this case, Over here, this case where the girl was a full evid, he could go and give her as a wife to one of his Abba Avadim, and that evid will protect her from anybody else sleeping with her. So it's not the same case. In the case where she's a hefsi, there's nobody. Right? That she's ra'ui for, and therefore she's total hefkir, and that's why they, they forced him to free her. But in a case where she's a full slave, I don't care if she's sleeping around, let the master, instead of freeing her, which he's not allowed to do, says Abaye, to give her to one of his other avadim, as a husband, as a wife. And therefore, that guy will stop her from sleeping around. Right? Fine. Gufa. We just mentioned that anyone who frees their slave is transgressing a positive commandment. Right? Openly says you should work them forever. himself freed his slave. Why? They walked to Beit Shul. They walked to Shul. There's only nine guys there. They walked to the Minyan. His Eved was outside. He said, Come here. Yeah, you're free. Now they have ten. So Moses says, so you see, he freed a slave. My answer back, mitzvah shani. Come on, he's doing do mitzvah. That's a different story. He's doing a mitzvah to have a minyan, and therefore, mutar. So, so the difference between the girl who's half seas, yeah. you want to avoid a negative. Here, in this one, you want to you create a positive. So when you're creating a positive, you're allowed to release a slave. Or oh, even, the neg- even the half seas, we forced her to release them because she was not our way to anybody. The one that we said, that why did I learn from that case, of the half sea case, that I allowed you to free her, to learn to a regular slave woman who is sleeping around, he said, no, they're not the same. But the regular slave woman, she's mutar to somebody, give her to an evident, and let him take care of it. Yeah. So we, we can't learn from that case, but right. we do release her. We release the half sea girl, and we release this this evident for mitzvah. So anytime we're preventing an isur or doing a mitzvah, I'm allowed to release the slave. Any other you just than can't that? learn from that That's case. That's good. Tan Rabbanan. Le'olam ba'im ta'avodu reshut. Divrei ribi Ishmael. Ribi Akiva omer chova. Okay, the Bishmael says, when the, when the Pasuk says, right, that you should work them forever, Pasuk, I'll read it to you. You hand over your slaves through Nahala, through inheritance, to your children after you. These, the slaves, you're allowed to work forever, and you're not allowed to overly work your brother the Jew. That's what the Pasuk says. So, Le'olam Ba'em Ta'avodu is a pretty clear Pasuk that says he's supposed to work them. So, Metiveh says now, it says, Mahloki to be Ishmael to be Akiva. When it says Le'olam Ba'em Ta'avodu, is that an obligation or is that is an option? It's optional, right? Rabbi Ishmael says, Reshut. Rabbi Akiva says, Hova, obligation. Okay. Mara says, Vidilma, Rabbi Azar, Sabala Kimandi Amar Reshut. Ah. You just told me before, the Eliezer, the Eliezer, right? He was the one who freed a slave. And you said, no, mitzvah shani. Who says mitzvah shani? Maybe he holds like Rabbi Ishmael, who says uh, it's optional. It's not obligated to work. To uh, It's optional. If I want to work for him, for, uh, work him forever, I can. If I want to free him, I can. And maybe, therefore, the Rabbi, Ishmael, Rabbi uh, Eliezer, who walked into shul and freed a slave, right? It was because he holds like Rabbi Ishmael, who says it's optional. Yeah? Look, Dilma Rabbi Eliezer, Sabah Kirbi Ishmael, Umay Dukhkil Shani Ule El Mitzvah Shani. 
Why you have to say, oh no, no, for a mitzvah you're allowed to. You don't have to say that. You could say he holds like it was in a shoot, and therefore he freed the slave. Okay? You can't say that Abil Ezer held that it was a shoot. Why? Meaning, we want to say that Abil Ezer holds like Rabbi Akiva, who says a hova. And then we'll answer mitzvah shani. Why? The Tanya Behedya, we have it openly. Abil Ezer Omer, hova. <laughs> because we have an open statement that Rabbi Eliezer agrees with Rabbi Akiva that it's a chova when it says Olam Bayim Ta'avodu, it's an obligation, which means you're not allowed to free your slave. Oh, but you yourself freed your slave. Yeah, Mitzvah Shani. Okay. Amar Behani Tlat Mili Nachte Ba'ale Batim says three things cause a Ba'al uh, Ba'id to uh, lose his money. Demafke Avdaihu Lechayruta, they free their slaves. Desaire Nechsaihu Bishabata. They go to count, or they look at what is it, in, in, uh, inspect, inspect. I think they, they inspect their assets on Shabbat. They set their meal time on Shabbat at the time that the rabbi is giving his derasha. Okay, look at Rashi. Rashi says the mafke avdayu lecherut. Rashi says beavre beaseh. They're going to transgress the mitzvah aseh. Mesayre nechsayu sadotehem mistakelim b'Shabbat ladam mehen serichin. They inspect. The fields on Shabbat to see what I need to do tomorrow. And then they set up their mealtime at the time of the class. So she says, Why are you making the why you making your meal lunchtime exactly at the time of the Shi'ur? Do it before Shi'ur, do it after Shi'ur. What are you doing? Okay, fine. There were two families in Yerushalayim. They both, two families, one of them had their main meal Friday night, one may have their main meal on Shabbat, they both were destroyed. Okay, now she says, what does that mean? Be'erev Shabbat, be'lele Shabbat, ve'en kan kvod Shabbat, de'kaimalan kvod yom kodem lechvod layla. Okay, they did it at night because they wanted to get rid of the Mr. Shi'ur. It must be the rabbi was giving the at night over there, so they did it at night. Someone explained meaning before Shabbat started. Right, that's an asu to have a big meal before Shabbat starts. You're supposed to go into Shabbat being uh, being hungry. Fine. So either way, they were they were ignoring the rabbi's class. Got it. Next, Amara 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 Right? Yeah. Amara New piece. Someone who declares his eved right kadosh, that eved becomes free. Okay. Mara says my tama. What's the reason that he becomes free? Gufe lo kadosh, ledme lo kaamar, deleheve am kadosh kaamar. I have a slave. He's an eved knani. I said, kadosh. Now, okay, what do you mean kadosh? When I declare something kadosh, means to Beit Hamikdash. Usually, means a korban, an animal, or or a donation to Beit Hamikdash, right? But in this scenario now, this slave is not out to be a korban, so he can't be a korban. Lidme lo kaamar. I didn't say that his value should be kadosh. I just said he's kadosh. So what I really said was leheve am kodesh. He should be part of the holy nation. Who's that? Ben Israel. Ben Israel. I said to my slave, so "You're cut." Oh, so so freedom. I, I made a part of already, him. That's it. Slave. That's what he says. He's, he's my slave already. I called him kadosh. It means I made him a Jew. Okay. 
That's what he says. Okay? So someone who's Makdish's slave set him free. I read it inside. The guy's body is not Kadosh to make him a Korban. I didn't declare his value Kadosh to Beit HaMikdash. What that I did say is, I'm Kodesh, Ka'amar, make him part of the holy nation. That's what I did. And therefore I set him free. So he can be part of the whole nation. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Maybe accidentally, maybe not. But but calling him Kadosh automatically turns him into a Jew. That's what he's saying. Yeah, maybe it might not have been my intent. You're right. (coughs) might not have been my intent. But that's what happens. What if if you marry him to a non-slave? Not allowed. Is what you're saying? It's not allowed because if I'm the owner. Oh, if I marry him myself, that, that, that automatically set up free. Set up free. What you're saying probably. Is, I gave you the resolution, therefore he's free, right? I gave you something that implies that I freed him. Probably. Right. When we get the kiddushin yeah. next, you're my slave. I married you. To I marry her to a Jew. Person. I marry him off to a Jew. Does that make her, make him automatically free? Probably. It's the same thing like he's saying. Yeah. He says you're part of the nation uh, yeah. because you're part yeah, of the nation. Yeah, then yeah, you're yeah, free. Yeah, no, no. No, the, the, the kiddushin won't work. It won't work. Yeah. If, if it's, but if I do it myself, if we probably say that he's, he's, he's not going to. He's not going to do it. I'm free. Okay. The Rav Yosef Amarav Hamafkir Avdoyatzalachirut. Okay. Someone who declares his slave ownerless also set him free. Okay. So we have one saying Kadosh, one saying Mafkir. Makdish and Mafkir. Right. Mand Amar Makdish Kolshikin Mafkir. The one who said. I, I declared him Kadosh, for sure will agree if I declared him ownerless that he's free. For sure. Because being, meaning again, by, by, by Makdish, I might have not really intended to free, to free him, right? And I'm still saying free. So for sure Mafkir, where I'm saying he's not, I has no owner, which is, I was the owner a second ago and I'm not anymore, for sure that means free. Okay. Man de amar Mafkir aval Makdish lo. The other way, it doesn't work. The one who says, if you declare him ownerless, he would say the slave is free, but if you declare him Kadosh, he would not be free. Why? Maybe what he meant to say is that his value is Kadosh. I don't know for sure. I mean, this opinion is holding that I don't know. He's maybe the tent was, he knows he's not, not a Korban for sure. We don't have human sacrifices. But um, maybe what he said was the value. I don't know that that makes him free automatically. So, Mahlokit, fine. Ibayalu, question. Sarikh get shikhrur or lot sarikh. Okay? So, either way, you hold. if you're holding that he became free, where he, I was Makdishim. Or I hold from the opinion that, Mahm- that, that Mafkir also sets him free. So now, I did that. Do I have to write him a emancipation document or not? Tashima. Open statement. Doesn't matter if you said Makdish, Mafkir, either way the guy's free. And you have to write, a free, you have to write him a freedom document. Say again. Not like Shmuel. That's why we said Shmuel Ta'ameh that said before that you don't need. So that's Shmuel Ta'ameh. But clearly now over here, yeah. this is Rav, and he says you do need it. Fine. We challenge this statement. Period. So what do we hear? We have Rav saying over here, right? Rav said, Sarikh get shikhrur. And over here, this Gizbarin, we say over here that the guy was Makdish, all his assets. So the Gizbar himself can't free him. We'll see why in a minute. But at the end of the day, the slave is free. And he does not need an emancipation document. He's either going to buy himself out, we're going to sell some, somebody else, and they're going to free him. But he doesn't need it. So it seems like it's a contradiction. This, but, uh, this Mishnah, right, is a challenge to Rav. 
Says the Gemara, Matnitin Karamit Aled Rav. Rav Tanahu Upalik. You're worried about Rav being challenged by Mishnah? Rav has the status of a Tanah. He's allowed to argue on Mishnayot. Okay? Okay, Rashi. Rashi says, Umotvina Rashmatit Ashmat Atzmenu. And he's Rav talking to himself. Why can't the Gizbar, if a guy went and declared all his assets, Kadosh to Beit HaMikdash, why can't the temple treasurer just take the slave and free him? Says, even to receive the payment of the Evid himself to the Gizbad, he can't do that. The We do hold that Evid can acquire himself with money. Somebody comes up to the slave, says, How much do you cost? Uh, I don't know, my master wants 10000 for me. He says, I'm giving you 10000 on the condition that the master doesn't own what I give you, which you're allowed to do, because anything normally the master given to a slave belongs to the master, but I put conditions on it, doesn't belong to the master, so I give it to the slave, now he owns it. He can buy himself from the master. He says, $10,000, I'm going free, I'll see you later. Right? They can't do this. Why? That's the problem. The ma'asayadaim is what hekdesh may be acquired. The body is not owned by hekdesh. When the guy declares him kadosh, why When he wears kadosh, when I declare an animal kadosh, right? It's going to be a korban. That's kedushat guf. The animal itself is intrinsically kadosh. But when I declare a person Kadosh, it's not an animal. I can't put it on the Mizbech. It doesn't, it doesn't get intrinsic Kedusha. It gets value Kedusha. That's what it gets. Value Kedusha, the Gizbar can't redeem that. Okay? Right? I can have, sell him to someone else. The Gizbar, the treasurer, can sell him to someone else. The money goes to Kedosh. They'll free them if they so choose. Okay, fine. So, okay, question now. Now, Afu notend me'atzmo, v'yotzi, right? It says, Rabbi, I say, he can buy himself out. He's allowed to buy himself out. The Gizbar is selling the slave to himself. He's buying himself out. Just like the, the treasurer can sell the slave to somebody else, he can also sell the slave to the slave himself. As long as he sells him, not redemption. You see over here that an Eved that's Kadosh, right, is Kadosh for value. He was Makdish, over here it says he's Kadosh for value. And you said before that he goes free. Okay? So the Gemara says, what are you worried about? Rav, Tanahu Palik. He's allowed to argue. Fine. Tashema. Ach, Kol Herem. Where's this Pasuk from? This is from. Uh, Okay, so this is the guy declaring his assets Kadosh to Beit HaMikdash. So then he's allowed to sell them, you have to redeem them. Fine. So the Pasuk says, when it says in the Pasuk from people, okay, these are talking about his slaves. Says, no, 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 over here where he says, we, we understood maybe it was Kiddushat Aguf, I guess. Look at Ashi. Meaning, Now, this is a Pasuk. Rav, you said the guy goes free. Over here, the Pasuk says apparently that he's getting Kiddushat, he's getting some, at least Kiddushat value. So, Rav is allowed to argue on a Mishnah, but he's not allowed to argue on a Pasuk in the Torah. Right? So this is a problem for Rav. The Pasuk clearly says that this Evan is getting Kiddushah. And Rav says he's free. So make up your mind. 
So what does Rav say? No, no. Says no. This pasuk is talking about right where he said that the value of the eved is kadosh. If he had declared the eved himself kadosh, he would be free. If he tried to put kedushat goof on the eved, he's free because there's no such thing as kedushat goof. And he said I'm kadosh. But if he put value kedushah, of course, that's what he said. He has value kedushah. And therefore, the pasuk doesn't, doesn't contradict me. He had to uh, articulate it. Yeah, he has to verbalize it. He has to specifically verbalize that it's l'shem value. When I says, If you're telling me now that he said the value, right? So what do you mean the gizbar can't set him free? The gizbar, no, I didn't. Ihachi idach nami. I'm sorry, you scrap. It's two ihachis, right? Yeah, thank you. He says, Ihachi idach nami de'amaladme. What does that mean, idach nami rashi? First wide line at the end of the line. Ihachi na idach nami. Amai ukmat de palig aderav. Tirza nami. Right, the other Mishnah that you said that was holik on the rav. Why say say it's talking about ladme? Why you gotta say rav is tano palig? Just say that one is also talking about ladme. So he says, no, I can't do that on the other one. Why? Because ihachi ena gizbarin rashain lohotzi an lecherut gizbarin mai avitayhu vetu. Period. Right. It doesn't work for the first baraita. The other baraita has gizbar in there. It has Rabbi saying, I keep some to himself. If you're telling me the guy verbalized that the Ever is only kadosh for his value, the gizbar doesn't own the slave. What do you mean, the gizbar? What do you say? He's going to free him. Of course he can't free him. He doesn't own him. Right? So that answer of he was makdish, that evid for demand, doesn't work in that whole baraita. And therefore I had to say that Rav is Tano Palig. But the pasuk, I can say he was talking about demand. So I mean, stop here. We'll continue tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Uh, more here in your house. You tell me. Probably in my house. Okay, Richie.